Game of the Year episode of Pseudo Ludo. Uh, so, if this is your first time tuning in, we are a video game podcast, and uh, I'm joined here by Brian and Nick, and we're gonna talk about our Game of the Year. It's a special episode. Hey guys. Hey. What's up? Not much. So, uh, I think I, I guess we should get right into it. Uh, first of all, I guess what are your general thoughts about this year in uh, in terms of video games? I would say it's very good in terms of video games and pretty much exclusively in terms of video games. Yeah, that's about that sounds about right. Well, uh, why don't we get right into it then? So what was your criteria, guys, for selecting your game of the year? Yeah, I just did my 10 favorites, no uh, restrictions. Like, no All right. Uh, for our generation ones we did, you can't do certain remakes and, you know. Oh yeah, trust me, trust me. Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered. All right, so I'm <laughs> I'm going to start us off, guys. And um, this one is going to be the most controversial one I have. This is the last of us two I'm getting off of right now. No, it's not. It's Among Us. And, and before you say, oh, no, it didn't come out Wait. this year. Guess what? I don't care. I'll chime in real quick and say that this is also my number 10. You guys are frauds. No, no. Now, now listen. Fortnite came out in 2014 or something, but guess what? No one played it until 2017 or 2018. But the so. Battle Royale came out in 2017. No, the boy, the yeah, but it, but it was the 2018 game of the year for a lot of places, and so I, I and Royale, I don't care. Though. I I I don't care. The Battle Royale. It, it doesn't matter when it came out. You know this this. Among, Among Us, Us became Among a Us's game. Roadmap said they were done updating the game in like 2018. <laughs> they were done with the game. It was scrap to them until this year yeah this is it this is they're back it's a new it's a whole new experience you know and uh you know not just i i think it's just game of the year in terms of like when you look at the year this is what stood out to me that's how that's kind of my criteria so since that it's it, it re-emerged and not just re-emerged it's just emerged for the first time uh you know how the most memed game of the year by far, I would say, uh, the I think it's the highest downloaded like iPhone game ever. One of them now, it's definitely up there. Um, In those first two good... days, we played for like twenty hours. Yeah, that, yeah. That so, we, and, and so with an online game like that, I'm willing to cut it some leeway if it's if it had never existed in like the public consciousness until this year. This was Among Us's year. You know, this was the year of Among Us, despite it. Uh, you know, already have, you know, already being out in obscurity. Uh, so yeah, that was that. I was going to say my number 10, if you guys, you know, fiercely didn't allow it, I was going to say Miles Morales, but, uh, that, that got, that got cut. Sorry, Miles. I haven't beaten it yet. So that's one factor, but, uh, from what I've played so far, it's very good. I like it better than the original Spider-Man. It's definitely way better than 2018. It's much more cleaned up, trimmed up, cut the fat out. Uh, but yeah, otherwise it's not. It doesn't do much new, obviously. So Nick, but, your, uh, t- your ten is also Among Us. Yeah, Nick, why don't you go right into your number ten? Mine is Among Us. Well, let's let's talk about the game. What made it your game? Of the, you know, tenth game of the year. Just uh, you know the the time we spent when it first came out. Well, when we first caught wind of it, 
we played, like I said, like 20 hours in the first two days after me, you, and uh, our other friend Ralph, Tim. Well, yeah, it so was that, fantastic. The first couple nights. And then, I, I still want to play more. Yeah, I wish we would all get back together and do that. Um, I, I miss FaceTiming everyone, and, you know, we don't cheat by, like that, but it's nice to be able to talk to your friends and play a game. Um, I agree. Yeah. I so. would say it's my favorite online game of the year uh, uh, by far. That's that's probably agreeable. Yeah, because I mean, I you know, Call of Duty, what the, what Warzone? Yeah, Warzone, like that was fun, but yeah, actually, Among Us was just so unique when it first came out. Yeah, Among Us reminded me a lot of like like a board game, like one of yeah. those social deduction games, and and those Werewolf. are just so fun. Yeah, One Night Werewolf, Secret Hitler, that kind of thing. What? So it's it's <laughs> that that's like the most famous of that is Secret Hitler. I'm pretty sure. I've never heard of that. But um, uh, what games you playing? <laughs> da. Tim's great grandpa uh, from Argentina taught him that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow! This is why we can't cut you off the cast, Nick. I I told Brian we had to keep you. Um, I said get him out of here. One line every five podcasts makes it worth it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> You're just buying your buying your time. I got tears in my eyes after that one. <laughs> but but anyways, yeah. I, I think it's such a unique type of game that it would be, you know, <clears throat> it'd be a shame not to mention it here because I think it's definitely one of the, uh, uh, a couple other games <laughs> in terms of public consciousness are, are actually probably only one other game has kind of pervaded the public consciousness even more than Among Us has. Fortnite? Uh, also, the fact... Brian, let's... The- the fact that the devs came back to it, like, and are yeah, updating it, making new maps, doing like fixes and new things, like the proximity chat that was added. Uh, I think it's you know, <coughs> cheers to them for coming back and continuing their yeah. their money grabbing. Uh, no, I'm They're going to be so They rich, definitely it's... made a lot of money off of this game after people I, came to I it. I can't though. even imagine. I can't, I literally can't even I, imagine. It's only three I, people. So I, I bought it on Steam because I thought I was going to be able to play it and didn't realize it was only for Windows. <laughs> I have a yep. Mac, so they got my $5. Well well earned, in my opinion. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, all right, well, Brian, what was your number 10? My number 10 is Doom Eternal. The sequel to the very popular revival of the Doom franchise in 2016 by id Software. And I think, or is it Softworks? Regardless. I think this game is a really good, imp- not improvement, but continuation of the original. I personally prefer the original because I think this goes a little too far in certain directions. But overall, it's an exceptionally well-made game. And I had a great time playing it. And it's basically more of what you love about the original and the the rhythmic fighting that goes on and the loops that you get into rushing enemies getting ammo getting health and the crazy heavy metal music and it's just a excellent game i hope they make more i i agree except for whatever that one <laughs> enemy that me and nick hated and ranted about that thing stinks big time i remember that rant I'm gonna I'm let you, I'm gonna let you know that this is not my top ten. That's fine. You're only entitled to your own opinion, King. All right. Nick, Nick didn't like Thank the you. game. Just Nick def- liked Madden more than this game. Definitely worse than 2016, but 
I would say so. I don't think that's the common consensus, though. We had this uh, conversation, though, so go ch- go check out that episode. Reviewers just give. Here's what they do: they give, they give um, post mortem reviews, and I don't. I think the original Doom didn't review as well as it deserved, and then it kind of. I mean, it got good reviews, but I think it became such a like well regarded game that when they made the sequel, everyone's giving it the the score the, the other the, one should have gotten. Yeah, exactly, and you know, probably doesn't deserve that score no i don't think th- i think there's a definitely a case to be made for this being better i just think for my tastes i prefer the way you've described one. it i would i would not like this one more i think a lot of people would though like it's not like the stuff they added isn't necessarily bad it's just to me i liked the bare bones nature of the original it's not like i was like oh this is st- stupid as much as like i, I would rather be doing the the yeah. other you know i like the simplicity of the, of the 2016 yeah yeah all right well my number oh sorry that's it my number nine is crusader kings three uh this game is a oh what's the publisher paradox so uh crusader kings three is developed by paradox games and it's a, a good pc strategy game with very deep elements of uh you know character customization and Kind of just like role playing as a king, and uh, you do that every much day. more. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, thank <laughs> you, King. Uh, much more on the politics side and the kind of like intrigue side than the army side, uh, which I like. It's kind of unique in that sense, where a lot of the other strategy games are more about moving your armies around and you know deciding battles and stuff like that. This is much more like who you're interacting with, and you know. One of the coolest things is how, like, the children you have end up being who you play as when your character dies. So you you feel like you're really playing throughout all of history, which is really, really cool. You watch your dynasty grow or shrink <clears throat> if, you, if you're bad at the game. Uh, but, Nick, I know you played Crusader Kings 2 for the first time this year, and it's very similar. So Yeah, if I was ranking my favorite games that I played this year, that would probably be in the top 10. But, you know, it's old, yeah. really old, so... <laughs> Yeah, fair. Well, uh, cool. All right. Well, that's all I have to say for Crusader Kings 3. Fun game. Played it on Game Pass, which was nice. And uh, I'll probably play more of it when they when the Game of Thrones mod comes out for it. My number nine is only above Among Us because it actually came out this year. Uh, Fall Guys. We had a lot of fun with it. Nice online game. Uh, however many people, 40 people or so, participate in a bunch of different mini games. And whoever wins at the end is obviously declared the winner gets a crown um we played that for a while it kind of died off in our group after like a couple weeks i would say but while while it was hot it was really fun in our group yeah well, it was hot spicy <laughs> <laughs> it was really good it was really good in our group all the little costumes winning uh winning on like hexagon uh there's some great game modes on there and um yeah, it's just above, I would put Among Us above this though, just in terms of a multiplayer game. But you know, Fall Guys actually came out this year, so it gets the bump. Yeah, I don't like Fall Guys as much, but I do really wish I could play the Hexagon mode. I wish they just had um, Mario Party style, where you could play like just your friends and just like pick the mini games you want to play, yeah. and like play for like a board game or for you know whatever, like whatever you know, some kind of like thing like where you're you're playing to win like in a long-term game against your friends i think that would be a lot of fun to just be able to do like 
hexagon race or whatever all. Also, the memes on uh, Fall Guys were awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, I wish... I, I think I just they were a little too slow to update it because it became a sensation overnight and they obviously weren't prepared, which is understandable. And, you know, I don't blame them at all. But, uh, you know, there was just some quality of life things missing from the game. Uh, obviously, the servers were, you know, heavily, like, having issues from all the traffic going through it. Uh, but just, you know, being able to select different modes and a lot of the maps just weren't fun really at all. So it was kind of a drag sometimes to... Just kind of wait and see which mode you would get put in. Also, the the team play modes were uh, are kind of garbage. Right. But yeah, those would be fun if it was like like I said, like you could have a mode with just your friends. Like if you know if we got like eight of our friends to do like four on fours with soccer or something, that that could be fun. But just like when it's online and you get kicked out if you lose, like it's not that really that fun. And in general, just the lack of it being skill based. You know, obviously, you can improve and get better, but. It's not skill-based in the way Overwatch or Rocket League is. It's just a party game, and party games generally just aren't going to have that much appeal to play unless you're playing just with your friends. You know, I think it'd be much better as like a couch co-op type game or lo- local couch multiplayer game, I mean. But, uh, yeah, good game. Didn't make my top ten. Brian, what's your number nine? My number nine, I'm assuming, is going to be on your guys' list as well. Oh, Last of Us, yeah. Astro's Playroom. This is yes. the pre-installed PlayStation 5 game developed by Sony Studio Japan, and it's a uh, smaller team, Asobi. And it's a platformer game that's basically just an unabashed love letter to PlayStation, and as a uh, you know unabashed fanboy of PlayStation, it was extremely rewarding for this to be my first experience on playstation 5 and it's just so lovingly done and filled me with nostalgia for all of the the old playstation references and references to the old games and all that is it's just a an excellent platformer game and i i hope they make a full-length one someday because this is way better than i had any right to be yeah i'll uh table my thoughts until later on in the episode nick same I'll also table. All right. Um, Let me see here. My number number eight is The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, fucking Christ. Um, So I'm sure we'll talk about this later on. Uh, I don't know if you want me to table it or wait, but, you know, I've talked about this game a lot this year. It's a very good game. Um, Great game. Some Uh, Some might say the best. Some might say. Some might say. And I don't hold anything against those who do. Uh, tells a very, tells a very deep story. You know, obviously, graphical fidelity is amazing. The gameplay is a huge step up over the original one. Uh, overall, it didn't surpass the original one for me, but that's fine. Sound like you're being held at gunpoint by Druckmann. And we will move on to Nick's. Nah. Uh, my number eight. Ooh, bugs next. Wow. Uh, yes, the first single-player game on my list. Um, when this last. game was announced <laughs> and was the hype leading up to it, it was a huge meme, especially for me. <laughs> uh, and that's what started my love for the game. And then once you get into the game, it's actually like a well, well-presented and pretty deep like story, and all the characters 
are much more developed than you probably think they had any chance of being in this kind of game. And the gameplay is fun, too. I got the plot in this, and I don't get plots often, so that probably says something. And uh, super enjoyable. Something. Yeah, super enjoyable game. Nice. And high, highly recommend you play it. I'm, I'm, Nick, I'm happy for you because you were excited to play this game, and I'm, I'm happy you liked it as much as you did. I'm happy it lived up to the expectations. You were probably the only person on the planet that, that was like, <laughs> that had expectations for it, and I appreciate that. Maybe I'll get the plat someday. Did you even beat it? No, sir. Jesus, Brian, this kid didn't even beat Miles. Didn't beat Bug Snacks. What is he even playing? Bug Snacks yet either. Brian, Brian. Sound my <laughs> Uh Yeah, I've been on a huge PC kick for like the past month, so haven't played many PlayStation games, sadly. That's fair. Um. All right, Brian, what do you have? My number eight. Hot take alert. Controversy alert. Really? Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Now, yeah, that's fine. This game, as we have discussed, has been an absolute dumpster fire of a launch, <laughs> to put it lightly. And I was terrified, honestly, to play it because I had heard so many bad things about the bugs and all that. And I have the PS4 version playing it on PS5. I've played it for probably 10 to 11 hours or so. And... The only problems I've had with it technically are it absolutely your money back guarantee will crash at least once a session. No, no shot. It does not. It will crash. Aside from that actually has been pretty seamless. A couple bugs here and there, but nothing that has actually affected my, my, you know, experience beyond what you would get from a Bethesda game or something of that sort. Like, characters clipping through the stairs or like guns floating or something but i've actually really really enjoyed my time with this game i am not necessarily campaigning for it as being like a master class or living up to the hype i do think it did not live up to that level of hype but being that i kind of had it on the back burner in terms of expectations it's been very very enjoyable for me to play as something like like a Mass Effect or a Fallout, I guess. But my, my big complaint with it, which something I don't think will get addressed, is the world is like this gorgeous, meticulously detailed backdrop, but it feels not alive at all. Like, in the missions and shit, and in the dialogue and the story, it, it soars. But with the moment-to-moment exploration like it's kind of jarring because the traffic ai is like 2006 like it's just it's really bad like they all the cars just drive like in lines and like stop at the same time and like it it it's gta 5 has like infinitely more advanced city ai and also there's just not that much like going on like there'll be parts where you're in like a nightclub or something and there's just like you know, it's this gorgeously rendered area with this booming music and all these weird things on the wall. And then just, like, four NPCs small talking around a table. Like, it, that's the biggest thing to me is that this definitely could have used another year or so in production, but less to do with the bugs. Obviously, I'm aware that the bugs are really bad on PS4 and Xbox One, but 
I think it exceeds really well when you're in missions or succeeds really well, but the world could have used a lot more time. Like it definitely feels like a last gen or even past that game in terms of the world, I think. Mm. But in terms of story and missions and stuff, and the gunplay is way better than these types of games that normally is like way better than uh, Fallout and Outer Worlds and stuff like that. So, and I do really like the story and characters. I'm liking it more every time I sit down with it. Tim, have you Tim, have you thought about buying this game on uh, PC? Uh, no, because no, Nick, I'll play it. You guys should just get it on PS5. Unless you're concerned about the the I the world. I'm already the I'm content, already I'm the, already building a small backlog. I gotta take care of that before. I start. Yeah, no, no. They, there's no there's no reason to pay full price for this game. It's gonna get updates and make it better, and it'll be <clears throat> half the price by the time it's actually finished. I don't think they're gonna finish it. Finish it. I think it will just be less buggy and maybe have a no. Triggers. That's it'll take a year for them to make it less buggy. Maybe a year and a half, two years. Who knows? None of none of the PC improvements right now. They're they're crunching tirelessly to get the PS4 oh, and yeah, Xbox sure. One that's versions ready. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that right. So buying a PS five you know i'll wait for the ps5 actual release at the very least you see, know, i'll we'll be surprised that if that actually like is a big difference but i also don't think you'll like it at that much murph because it really is pretty jarringly not an rpg right I think. yeah like it's way yeah, more, i mean i'll pull, like, i'm gonna play it but it's basically like an extremely like if you if you if you played fallout only main missions and combine right, it's like it with GTA, basically, because it's like, it, it's like there's choices and stuff, but like, it's not. Is it fun? Does it have the? Sorry for the noise, the background noise. Uh, does it have the GTA like funness factor where it's like sandboxy and fun no, to just drive around no. and get in a fight? The best parts of the game are the no. are the missions, not necessarily the oh. story missions. Side missions are great. The characters are great. A lot of dialogue, a lot of talking. Like, it, but like, the world itself. I am. I do not think feels finished at all. Like when you're driving around, it it feels like a 2007 game or something. Maybe they should have announced it in 2007. Now, like if you like look up mm. and stuff, that like it, it like it, the world is built really well. I just think like the stuff going on in it doesn't seem. But I mean, I again, I'm only in the first ten odd hours of it. So, all right. Um, number seven for me is Monster Sanctuary. Nick, I have a strong feeling this is going to be up later on your list. And, uh, you know, we can talk about it again there. But basically, in a sentence, this game fills the Pokemon hole in my heart. But uh, it's a great turn-based RPG, really good focus on party synergy, which is, like, to an extent that I have seen in very few turn-based party RPGs. And I played quite a few uh, Final Fantasy and Dragon Quests this year. Uh, so this this is just like kind of top of the batch in terms of that up there with like Chrono Trigger, which is also really good with that, uh, and it's just very enjoyable to build a team and you know catch different monsters and very difficult. I haven't beaten it yet. Yeah, we'll have, but, uh, we'll, we'll hear more about this in a little bit. All right, good, good. My number seven is Sackboy for the PlayStation Five. Mm. Um. I think this is a super great platformer. I had never played like Little Big Planet, so this is, from my understanding, like a different kind of game from those. Not wor- world building or whatever. Uh, just straight up platforming. And when it first started, I was thinking, okay, this is like not that difficult. 
but later on it gets a little bit more challenging especially if you're trying to go for like the plat or get all the orbs and stuff like that uh it definitely ha provides more of a challenge later on and like the knitted night trials are super fun all the time trials those are great and very frustrating when you're trying to get the gold and um the music is also super great to uh the way they incorporated the songs and everything into the levels with like the world moving to the beat and you gotta try to time stuff with the song i don't know if i've ever played a game that like incorporates that it's a, it's a small thing but it's it's a nice touch so yeah this game's awesome it was an honorable mention for me i think you summed it up very well nice cool uh what do you got for us it's Brian. seven i would imagine this will also be on your list ghost of tsushima uh, open world playstation exclusive from sucker punch productions and it's just their best game in a very long time and one of their most accomplished works i think it's very it it, it succeeds pretty much everything it tries to do and i think it establishes an interesting story and world to build a franchise from which i'm sure they'll do and i think it just continues sony's like internal studios path on these perfecting this sort of ubisoft open world formula yeah we'll definitely talk about that later on at least for me uh but my number six for now is hades uh, this game is really, really good, and it's, uh, I mean, that's some that's some good dialogue, I know. But uh, from the art direction to the combat to the story and the voice acting, it's all just very hot, like top-notch. Uh, I haven't beaten the story yet, but just going through, I, I've probably played like 20 hours of it. So I, I don't know how long the game is, but um, it, it the bosses can get pretty tough towards the end. But, um, Brian, I don't know if this is up there for you at all. Honorable, Nick, I don't think you've tried it. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. And, I, didn't, okay. I didn't play enough to, to put it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I recommend you both play through it. It's, like, definitely one of the most unique games of the year, I think, in terms of, like, just everything it's doing, you know? Um, the, uh, what is the name of that angle that it's, that it's like, filmed at? You know what I mean? Not filmed, but where the camera's at. No, well, yeah, it is kind of 2.5, but it's, like, um... Chick. isometric isometric yeah, yeah the isometric. isometric camera did you say isometric no <laughs> oh. <laughs> the isometric isometric camera is um i don't know it's, it's just kind of interesting and it makes everything feel a little bit more like depth it has some depth to it i i think the art style is beautiful especially brian you really need to once you get past like the first two like worlds um you start to see some really pretty like scenery that you wouldn't expect to see in hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's like actually stunning and beautiful. I so, think just off the beginning, the, the art was pretty beautiful. So. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, it's it. beautiful. I, yeah, absolutely. Um, everything about it is just so, just so thoughtfully done and so masterfully implemented. I think uh, there's actually way more depth too than I had originally thought. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Hades. I, I like just kind of having that on the Switch, picking it up, playing it for a little bit, and uh, recommend everyone try it. All right, uh, Brian, what do you urge? My number six is Astro's Playroom. 
Um, nice. I think Brian made some great points. It's just a great platform, I think, especially for a game that just comes with the PlayStation. Like, I didn't have any expectations that it was going to be as good as it is. It reminded me a lot of Mario Odyssey, and I love Mario Odyssey. Um, when I beat it, I platted this game as well as my first plat on the PS5. Bug Snacks was my second. Um, but this game made me buy Sackboy because I didn't want the platforming to be over. Because <laughs> I, I enjoyed it that much in Astro's Playroom. Desperate plea. But uh, yeah, great game. Get it, Go buy a PS5 and try it out. <laughs> um, cool, cool, cool. Brian, what do you got? Speaking of platformers... What about the best one of the year? Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Uh, this game's awesome. I've talked about this game a lot, and clearly to no avail because neither of you have gotten it. Waiting for but that, sa- waiting for that sale, like boy. Per- it's like a perfected iteration of the original three games for the modern day while not betraying what made those games so good in the first place. And it's, it, I like really want to revisit it and attempt to platinum it but i just don't think i got it in me to platinum it but it's just it's excellent it's i have nothing but good things to say about it yeah i'll definitely wait i'm waiting for that sale and a little bit of a a gap in my backlog of games and i'll probably get this you do have a lot of (laughs) you have a pile stacking up at this point yeah so i'm gonna play this though all right we interrupt this uh top 10 and since we're about halfway through right now we're gonna do a couple of our awards. Well, I you thought know? you had breaking gonna... news or something. Nani? Nope. So, let's go with uh, number one on our, our awards list is the game you didn't play that you want to of the 2020 releases. My... What stood out to you the most? I'll go first if you want, and that would be, for me, it'd be Half-Life Alex because oh, yeah. obviously it's VR, uh, you know, has all kinds of hardware necessary that I don't own, but... At some point, I think I'll definitely want to try it out. Yeah, I'm going to steal that pick. All right, fair. And also Tony Hawk Pro Skater, because I'll get that, that at some point. But I, I'm still waiting for them to do their nice Activision microtransaction patch before uh, before I know it's safe to buy. Nick? Um, I'll go, I mean, I already said kind of Crash, Crash 4. Uh, yeah, so. there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, let's knock a couple other awards out. Uh, the most forgettable game of 2020 that you played. Not necessarily the worst. I don't one, remember. The one, <laughs> the one that is yeah, the one that is the most forgettable to you. And for me, it would be the Mean Greens, which is a multiplayer. <laughs> I, I remember person, that. Yeah, exactly. A third person like action multiplayer game where you play as army men. Oh yeah. I bought it as soon as it came out because of nostalgia because I used to love the army men games on PS1, but I. Uh, very forgettable because nobody bought that game, so there was no one to match make with. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty terrible buy on my part, but I did appreciate the map design. But very forgettable. I did not remember I played it until I went back and looked at my trophies today. Nick, I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Can't think of it. <laughs> Can't think of anything that I. I have forgotten about I because I forgot. I don't like having to do this, but it's just true because I completely forgot about this game until you had it in your list as Fall Guys. Because I like that game. I have no beef with it, but 
when I was yeah, when I was putting together a list, that never even occurred to me. That's 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 a good indicator, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, then I think with that interlude, we can get back to uh, our number five. It was that it. So my number. No, we're gonna do more. Oh, I was gonna at say the end. Only had two. Yeah, we we got more coming up. All right. So my number five is Astro's Playroom. And <laughs> for we, some reason, I thought you were gonna say Half Life Alex, and I was gonna be so <laughs> puzzled. Like I secretly and played then, it. <laughs> still decided to say you wish you could have played it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Astro's Playroom. We talked about it, but great packing game. Probably one of the best packing games of the past like two decades. Um, and just such a fun, small, short platformer, but I really, it really left me wanting more, and that's probably why it's so high on my list, because I really hope they come back and make a full-length game of this. Uh, like Brian said, I loved all the PlayStation references. I like that they kind of are taking themselves a little seriously. Um, you know, seeing that they have some heritage and using it, it really makes me want to see, like, a kart racer or a Smash Bros. type, you know, All-Stars game again. But it was just a great, well-done platformer. And a really good use of the dual sense, probably better than we'll ever see again, sadly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's it for me. Round five. <laughs> yes. Number five for me is Animal Crossing. Um, I think as the year has progressed, this game I like thought less and less about it, and had more time to reflect on it. Um, it was. I loved it. I still love it when it, especially when it came out put a ton of time into it but there is just a sort of simplicity of the game that i'd think uh knocks it down a few spots on the list but yeah i do love it so that's it that is also my number five yo it's me brian yeah this game's awesome Tom Nook. and is likely something i'll return back to periodically for many years but yeah the grind when it first came out i don't think will ever be topped i was playing it every day yeah going in doing yeah. all your daily stuff picking up it was leads. it really did just come out at the perfect time which we've talked about ad nauseum but it's just like it yeah. it was so special at, at when like you know everybody was had to stay inside and it was so many really so many people time. bought switches for this like people that don't even play yeah. video games yeah and it's huge just, system seller for the such switch a, just a charming happy little game and love it sold more copies than pokemon which is incredible good uh that is good yeah good much more deserving of sales and yeah we'll get to it later for me oh uh, my number four is ghost of tsushima uh you know we already discussed this game a little bit but great outing from sucker punch definitely one of their best games in a very long time and Since 2007 uh, yeah such good action uh cinematic world and a beautiful world you know Jin is kind of like a blank slate somewhat boring character but he, he's a great like action hero and i just love playing as a samurai and ninja you know such a simple concept for a game for an open world game that you would think assassin's creed would have came up with you know 10 years ago uh, but I'm glad that a much, you know, less greedy company made this game because it is the best Assassin's Creed game we'll ever get. And that is my thoughts. Those are my <coughs> thoughts on Ghost of Tsushima. You know, no bloat. 
little bit of bloat if you're going for the platinum, but no, no real bloat the way Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, or Valhalla seem to have. Obviously, no microtransactions. Just a nice, you know, simple but beautiful uh, game with really, really fun combat. My number four is the game that I've been most recently addicted to, Monster Sanctuary. Um, just as Tim said, it fills the hole left by Pokemon. I haven't played a po- I bought a Pokemon game uh, in a long time. I played Black on an emulator. I had no interest in buying the new one, Sword and Shield, because of everything that they did with those games. And this game is is just awesome. The it's Metroidvania, um, like JRPG style. You build your team up, and the Different environments are cool. The different monsters are cool. And you actually have to think, unlike a Pokemon game, where every every move can just be an attack move, and you can push your way through the entire game with just, like, your starter or whatever. This game, you gotta, you gotta you have to build your team around, like, a certain type of gameplay style that you want to go with, and it provided a ton of challenge, especially at the end. The last two fights that you have to do are... I spent hours trying to figure things out there you, you can reset the skill trees of your monsters and uh, i had to do that a few times try to get the right the perfect like combo of moves and um like stats for my team to just to, to beat the game and it, it, it's super great yeah it's an it's an rpg that does not um you know insult the player base it really trusts in your intelligence to come up with solutions to whatever you know, champion monster that you have to fight or, you know, monster duel, whatever they're called against another trainer. Uh, I really like that you have to kind of problem solve your way around it. Yeah. You know, maybe, uh, maybe like a difficulty option would be good just to make it more accessible. Um, Cause I could see yeah, this not really catching on with obviously kids who would love a Pokemon game on the Switch or something like that. Yeah, if a kid gets to, like, uh, certain battles in this game and they're not, like, they're yeah. approaching it like a Pokemon game, they're not going to be able to beat it. No, I mean, I'm there's there's ones that I haven't been able to beat, so, <laughs> and, until I, like, really step back and think about it and rebuild my party and stuff like that. So I appreciate the strategy and the depth, but I could see how that could hinder it from reaching a wider player base of, obviously children like if i played this when i was seven years old like a pokemon game i i would not do well because you know and uh, uh, two other points i want to make is that the story the only negative of this game is the story is kind of mid but yeah yeah it's a very basic indie story like nothing special but also like just about as much depth as a pokemon story has um and just an evil uh, group that's trying to like yeah take over the world whatever a little bit more interesting, I think, because it gets a little bit more into the lore and the history of the world, which Pokemon rarely does. It, it hints at it with some of the legendary Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, but but this one kind of gets into the mythology of it a little bit, which I appreciate as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, whereas Pokemon, every story is just like, oh, you love your Pokemon, and your Pokemon love you, and you're, you know, we're all good friends. Um. The, but, uh, the last thing I want to just say is that at first I didn't yeah. think I was going to ha- have any sort of attachment to the monsters because they're kind of just like bland name things. But like after beating the game, I, I've grown attached to the, my main three, definitely. The Druid Oak. The, what are your main three? The Druid Oak, the Ninkinanka, uh-huh. and the Spectral Lion. 
Like yeah, the Druid Oak is one of my favorite yeah, designs. He's sick. Even counting Pokemon, I think. Like I think like I would love that to be a Pokemon yeah. too. It's sick. awesome. Uh, but yeah, great game. Really kind of just like incredible that this. I I had my eye on it because I follow like whatever monster tamer subreddit or something to to like look out for these kinds of games like i've been looking for a pokemon replacement for so long and this one came on the radar and i'm shocked that it ended up being as good as it was so yeah shout out to this game all right um brian what do you have my number four is marvel's spider-man miles morales i am very surprised that it made it this high up this game me too definitely came out of left field for me as a as the resident hater of 2018 <laughs> not not really a hater but you know it is what it is but critic. i think Re- resident critic yeah harsh critic that i'm not mad i'm just disappointed father to that game but <laughs> i think this game does everything that people told me that the other one did and i love it and it's got me excited for the future of this franchise and it just was an excellent first experience on the playstation 5 the 60 frames per second and all that the performance is extraordinary but then on top of it i think the story was was stronger here more intimate more unexpected and the set piece moments gave me kind of made me reminisce about you know the naughty dog games the last gen and stuff like that like it really felt like that awe of feeling like you're sort of playing a blockbuster movie which i think a lot of games aren't able to to nail that as much anymore even as technology gets better and better but i just yeah i very much enjoyed this game platinum it. had no gripes about platinuming it really compared to the other one where the, the grind towards the end was was horrific to say the least but had a great time you should you should beat it one of these days <laughs> I know I, it's funny because we actually pushed this recording off and I was like oh I got time to beat it I got time to beat it and uh I just have not had that is I played actually quite a lot last night and I enjoyed you know all all that I was playing of it like definitely I definitely see the improvements over the original um the only thing that for me is like the combat is like the exact same with like a few added powers and stuff but yeah um, I haven't played after since then so it felt very right fresh to me but that's not you know obviously true yeah after platinuming 2018 back in 2018 uh and then you know replaying it again not all the way through but playing more of it again in 2020 it it does get a little bit tiring to go through the combat um because you know yeah yeah like if if i had to do it again i would just like have not done that and just experience miles morales right away but nevertheless great story i love miles as a character and yeah, just a really well done game. Uh, so let's see. That was you. So my so I'm up next. Number three, yeah. Okay. Uh, my number three is Animal Crossing, and I think we kind of said everything we needed to say about it. Uh, it came out at such a scary time in the world, and such a you know dark time, sad time. Uh, I was far away from my family and all my friends, and it was just a really good comfort food game, like to to, to play every day kind of when we were all in lockdown and you know, the stay at home order and couldn't do anything. It, it came out at such a opportune moment for that game. And it was exactly what the world needed uh, of the world of people that played that game. I mean, uh, it was so, you know, so refreshing, so lighthearted, so, so comforting. 
and I'll, like Brian said, I'll definitely continue playing it in and out. Uh, my girlfriend plays it too, which is cool. Um, so that would be her game of the year, her only game of the year. Uh, so, so it's fun to have something to play, you know, with people that don't normally play, play these types of games. So yeah, shout out to Animal Crossing. I would say, I would say this is the game of 2020 in terms of just like, what about Among Us? Um, I Among Us, yes, but I'd say this is like a higher quality, like where I, I kind of hinted at with Among Us, like this was the only other game that had, like was in the public consciousness oh, okay. as much, where celebrities were playing it, um, you know, you saw memes everywhere, obviously millions of people who had never played any games went out and bought a Switch or, or hadn't played games in years, bought a Switch to play it. And uh, yeah, I think it's just a huge moment uh, of the year was when the whole world was bonding over Animal Crossing. You know, we even saw politicians campaigning in it, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, big, big momentous game of the year. And not my personal game of the year, but definitely a very big landmark. Nick. My number three is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, hey. You know, everything you guys have both said applies for me here too and it's just awesome how you can play a game that looks so great and makes you like the the camera angles make you feel like you're watching more of like a movie almost and i know it's like kind of just like a basic checkboxy style game but i still had a ton of fun playing it yeah great game i'm interested to see what they do for a sequel kind of you know, story-wise and where they go. Do they go to mainland Japan? That kind of thing. Or do they go to... I don't, I don't know. Oh, one they did one, a, one uh, thing I thought about recently that I completely forgot is in the opening, like, scene when you're on horseback and you're going to the beach or whatever, you never you never yeah. get to do that again. Ride on horseback and, like, fight in that same kind of way. Like, you can charge, like, a group with your horse, but you always just get shot off and... There's nothing like that again, which I I think that that was a cool moment to start the game with, and I wish you were able to, you know, do it a little more often. Is that true? You can fight on a horse. Like you yeah, you can you can just like run past that guy, and but they'll just like hit you and you fall fly off, and then you just fight them normally. But it's not like a not uh, not not as cinematic as like that first one. I wish there was a little bit more more of that. Yeah. Yeah, like in Uncharted Three, I wish you got to be on a plane again. Other than that one time. Is that a joke? Yeah. I was going to say, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I see what you mean. I, I, I think they could definitely expand the, maybe the weapon range for a sequel would be one cool thing. Like maybe some pole arms um, for like horseback fighting. Or a gun. Could be... <laughs> <laughs> they might have guns they, by by the next time. Yeah, you they know? had those, uh, those whatchamacallits. The, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Huartas or something. Hawaches. Watches. Watches. Yeah. You're yeah. so smart, Watches. Uh, well, yeah, watches. T- time-telling pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what do you have next for us at your number three? I'm sure this is your number one, but uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. <clears throat> Another game we've talked about a lot, and I think this game is really really special one of the best games of the generation full stop not just of the year and it is similarly to a lot of games on this list like just a labor of love like you can really feel 
the passion the developers have for it, the music, the aesthetics, and all that. It provides this sense of nostalgia, even though I've never played the original extensively. I, I had played it, but I didn't have like a deep love for it, and then never beat it or anything. And I also think this does very ambitious things with the concept of a remake in general, without spoiling anything. And I hope other future projects of this ilk take note that you don't need to just, you know, painstakingly recreate an old game. You can make a new iteration of it that still remains true to the source material. And also this game is just super fun to play. The The combat is a great blend of action-y kind of slashy RPG with the more traditional turn-based move select RPGs. And the story is really good as well. It's basically the only thing I don't like about it is it, I think the last two chapters go on a little bit too long. But this game's excellent, and I would recommend it to virtually anybody that has a PlayStation. Yes, I'll uh, talk about this game soon. My number two game of the year is Demon Souls. Uh, kind of, you know, almost. It's almost amazing that this isn't my number one, but. Uh, this is obviously the anticipated remake by Bluepoint of the very first Souls game, a PS3 uh, exclusive game, and it's such a great remake. I'd say one of the only reasons it it didn't take number one for me is that in some places I think uh, Bluepoint, you know, this was their decision, but in some places I think they held a little bit too closely to the original. Uh, where they may have the game may have benefited benefited from them um, kind of taking steps forward and, and kind of implementing newer game design philosophies. I think they could have you know implemented better online co-op uh, and I, I understand that would kind of mess with how the balance of the game works, but I think there I think there's ways to get around it if you're clever and if you are you know doing a ground up remake like this, why why not? Uh, change some of the systems to make them a little bit uh, more modern stuff like that i would have liked to see you know a little bit more content maybe we'll get some dlc who knows um but overall it's just you know just a ground up pretty much shot for shot remake of the original game and kind of for that reason it's it's my number two even though i love souls games more than anything and this is a great one and if you have a ps5 you should play it Without a doubt, I think it's it's very accessible compared to some of the other ones, and I think the the level design is top notch. So shout out to From Software for designing this game all the way back in you know the the late aughts and still having it hold <laughs> up. Nick Brian, this is probably that's probably well we'll tell, we'll, we'll we'll get there I'm sure. My number two is Spider Man Miles Morales. Hey. Um. I think this game improved greatly upon 2018 and the story was much more heartfelt and emotional and I think I connected with that more and the gameplay that the gameplay changes that they made like the different moves and different like skills that you're able to unlock uh, I think were just awesome as well if you want to hear more about our, our opinions though go check out the uh, spoiler cast episode of this game with uh, Brian and I yeah I can't wait to listen to that when I finish it. <laughs> I can uh, I can put it on and experience it like uh, someone who's never listened before. Yeah. And probably will never listen again after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. 
Brian, what do you have for number three? Number or number two. two. I'm sorry. All right, pay attention, kid. My number two <laughs> is also Demon Souls. And I agree with basically everything you say. It's hard to really even to say something new about any of these games. They're just they're yeah. all really good. <laughs> like if you if you uh, yeah. like them, you you'll like this. If you don't, try again. <laughs> yeah, it's, this has been we we've talked about software games, you know. Like I think we've said everything there is to say. But I think you said it perfectly. Yeah, try it again if you don't like it cuz yeah, yeah, these games you're are just in a bad mood or something. I don't, I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Yeah, you're you're wrong. You didn't get good. <laughs> you got to get good. That's these, all there is to it. These are personal yeah. attacks. Uh, it's also a very good tactical. Yeah, these are personal of the, attacks of the PS5. Beautiful game. One of the best looking games ever. Uh, good, good thought there. Good mention because that is one of the things where they did improve. I would say over the original, obviously, is making it look gorgeous. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, before we get to our number one, let's let's break up the uh, monotony here with a, a few more awards. Okay. All right. So, uh, what is the most innovative game you've played this year? Of 20, 2020 releases. In terms of what? Whatever, however you define innovative, pushing a genre forward, creating a new genre, doing something new with technology, doing some new storytelling, whatever you think is the most innovation innovation in any sense that you that you would define it. Um, Final Fantasy VII, probably. And like oh, yeah? I said, the structure of what a remake is and what that can mm. mean. And yeah. also, I do think that the, the the combat system is extremely unique and forward-thinking. At least in my experience, there might be something that it's stealing from it that I'm not aware of. But And then narratively, I, I, I do think Last of Us Part Two is extremely innovative, but obviously not at all gameplay wise right uh i i want to give the last of us part two also a nod for obviously just pushing the whole medium forward with their mocap and their acting yeah obviously that's the top the very top of you know the game with that Uh, so naughty dog should be applauded for that i think they do interesting things with their story and they take risks and they um, you know tell tell they tell a big story and they tell like a you know a deep story and it's something not a lot of games do so in in that sense it's very innovative whether or not it always lands for everybody is a different question but you got to appreciate that you know they're one of the only people out there trying this this sort of this level of storytelling um and then i would probably give among us a a nod even though it didn't come out uh this year i think it it just it plays like a game i've never played before uh on a, you know, in terms of video games, as a video game. So, you know, shout out for that. Nick, any, any nods you want to give? Um, yeah, I'll give a nod. Overall, not too many innovative games. I'll give an, I'll give a nod to Astro's Playroom just for showcasing the dual sense. And that's, yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good one. Yeah. Good one. All the new features that that controller brings. Last year we had uh, Death Stranding. We had Baba as you, we had all kinds of good stuff like that. Disco Elysium, from what I've heard. I still want to play that. Uh, all right. How about Games That Came and Went Award? So this is a game, whether or not you played it, but it came and it went. And uh, I'm going to nominate Paper Mario. Uh, yeah. Because we, you know, we got it, this game. Paper Mario got announced coming out in the summer. I was uh, very excited about it. And then it came and went. No one, no one seemed to play it. It was, like, basically babied down to, like, 
not be fun at all from what I've seen. I think and, you could. Uh, I think you could one, one shot like every single battle without taking damage. That's that, that's yeah, not even like, like an exaggeration. I think you're just allowed to do that. No, it was it was literally like a baby game in terms of difficulty. Like there was no difficulty. There was no strategy. Nothing. So for a turn-based RPG, you really that's pretty much all you have. You know, that's the exact opposite of Monster Sanctuary. So I would give the Came and Went Award to Paper Mario. Because that definitely had the opportunity to be a big release this year. Uh, but it seems they've long since abandoned that franchise. Any Anything you guys want to... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll save Resident Evil 3. Yeah. Especially coming off the hype of 2 and, and to some extent 7. I don't think it's necessarily bad, but um, definitely disappointing in a lot of ways. And I think... Right, it's it not in the conversation. Not, would, yeah, not at all. Um, for me, I guess I would go with like maybe Warzone, per like for, on a personal level. I know that worldwide it's obviously a hit, but we got into it a little bit, and then for most of us, we just kind of stopped playing because it's we played it a lot yeah. for like a month. Like I probably played thirty hours of it. I probably played less than you. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I played. Less it came. Than it came. Think, came yeah, away. That's, that's that's a good. That's a good came. That's an interesting yeah. one because it definitely is for us, but absolutely is not for the rest of like, yeah. the world. Where I feel like it's the yeah. opposite for Blackout. <laughs> Where <laughs> yeah. we yeah, played probably. that like a sickening amount, but it was ne- never like a big thing. Yeah. Um. So let's see. How about the? What do you think is the most underrated game you played? I picked Dumpster Bear. <laughs> i would say for me probably monster sanctuary just because it's not on the map at all and i think it deserves to be um so that's what i would go with Murph, you're not gonna like this one it's an honorable mention of mine okay. i'm gonna say dreams specifically arts dream not necessarily the rest of the game yeah okay but i think arts dream is one of the more special experiences of the year that was not talked about as much as it should be because it's you know buried in a in a world creation game that never caught on <laughs> but that is an honorable yeah. mention of mine i think that game is very very special i'd but, also like to nominate that for the game that came and went award dreams that's a good one yeah for, uh, for media molecule man. or or most forgettable because i didn't even think about it for that either um but yeah okay and maybe one more award for now the your desert island game of 2020 so not necessarily the one that you think is the highest quality or whatever but the one that you think you could sink the most hours into um and for me i'm gonna i'm gonna nominate uh, a game that i didn't put in my top 10 but that definitely deserves a mention which would be mountain blade banner banner lord which is that is, this year that's 2020 yeah oh. uh Mountain Blade Warband is the one I've played more this year, oh. actually. And I, it's actually the one I think is better currently. Uh, but Bannerlord launched this year. It's kind of in a not as complete a state as it should be, I would say. It, it was in development for like eight years. Very similar to uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, but but not like buggy or anything. Just not really as much content as the predecessor had. But um, definitely the type of game you could put a lot of time into. And once mods start rolling out for that, I'll be very on board for it uh especially game of thrones lord of the rings type mods can't wait for that they haven't come out yet because it's still a new game but 
I'm looking forward to it. So that would be my Desert Island game of 2020. That's a tough one because, you know, it's like one of those things where you don't want to, even though it's a total hypothetical, you don't want to pick the wrong thing. Right. I feel like I don't think I would get sick of playing The Last of Us, as dumb as that sounds, just like on a loop. But like, cause I don't want to, I don't want to pick cyberpunk cause I'm not far enough into it, but that's like the clear answer in terms of it will have the longest amount of content and yeah. animal crossing wouldn't be too bad cause it's kind of like an endless. Oh, that's, yeah. That's could cool. also do dreams. I, Find all animal crossing is a, shit. I'd probably go with <laughs> that's true too. animal crossing or animal crossing is a desert Island game. You are on an Island. I mean, maybe like among us or fall guys, I would, you need to be like, a continuous game, I think, or an online competitive yeah. game to bring it to an island. Imagine taking Cyberpunk to a desert island <laughs> in a Brickshire PS5. <laughs> you can't play anything. Or you can't play uh, the, the install, the patches. It's just the day one. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, well, I, without further ado, let's mention our honorable mentions and then get right into our game of the year. Um, Brian, why don't you start us off with honorable mentions? I got to pull mine up. I'm just gonna list them because we've already talked about yeah. most of them. Uh, okay. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, Bug Snacks, Hades, and Art's Dream. Cool. Um, mine are gonna be Mountain Blade Warband, which you you heard me talk about. Miles Morales. Um, I want to shout out Persona Five Royal for the game I wanted to play that came out this year. Another, you know, on top of Half-Life Alex, uh, This one I, I own, but I didn't get to in time. And, you know, I'm sure it'll take a long time to beat. But someday, someday I'll sit down and play it. And I think that's probably it. Oh, Fall Guys and Bug Snacks probably deserve some honorable mentions too. Oh, also Maneater, that shark game. That's a good time. Nice. That's a free game of the month for January, right? Yeah, the PS5 version, which I haven't played yet. Fair. I've played the PS4 good. one. Good, good, good. The Shark VG. Uh, Nick, any 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 mentions for you? Uh, I didn't come up with a list, and I haven't played most of the games that you guys put on yours or the other ones that you have in your list, so uh, no. Madden. <laughs> I mean, you know, Madden's Madden. I, I think without further ado, we can get right into the game of the year. So my game of the year is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hey. Uh, yeah, well-deserved. This game really was a dark horse winner for me like i did not think you know when i was watching like just leading up to this game i was excited to play it and try it out but i was in no way like a final fantasy fan uh at all you know like no history with i had never played final fantasy 7 the original i started like the original up a little bit uh before but i didn't beat it and you know i don't have any nostalgia or anything for it but this was just such a fun experience, and the characters, you know, you, even though it's a remake, I can see why they were so I- iconic originally, and why they will probably remain iconic. Uh, the combat I thought was super, super fun. There wasn't too much actual depth in terms of like the RPG part of it as to how you built your characters and stuff, but you know, just enough to keep you interested and engaged. I think uh, the action side of the combat was super, super fun. And, yeah, I just had a blast the whole way through. I, I beat it, and even though, it, like Brian said, it kind of dragged towards the end, I immediately restarted and played through a whole second time for, uh, for the Platinum. 
So that's that's a pretty good indication of how much I enjoyed it, that I was willing to just do the whole thing right over again, you know, basically without even a break. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just great performances, obviously beautiful music, beautiful visuals, um, some really, really cool like dungeons and bosses and stuff. Just overall, it just has that like, you, you don't even really know how to describe it, but it has like that special sauce to me that I would imagine I would imagine um, it was in the original game and, and what drove people to love it. And I definitely felt that when I played this. Yeah, I agree. That game is excellent. Nick, you need to freaking play it, all right? Hurry. I, Seriously. I bought yeah. it. Yeah, that doesn't it is, mean it's playing a special. It. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Special game. Special game. Uh, for me, it's The Last of Us Part Two. Obviously, there's controversy around it, but I think the story, the gameplay, and the way it presents the different viewpoints of the characters are just um, amazing and what they do. And, uh, you know, it came out came out finished, unlike certain games. And, uh, hey. yeah, it's just, just an awesome game. So that's number one. Yeah, that is also my number one. Sorry, Murph. Sorry, Internet. Um... Obviously, there's things I don't like about it, but by and large, I think it succeeded in most of what it accomplished. I think it's extremely ambitious. I love the story. I love the characters. I love the graphics, the world, the gameplay, and I've already platinumed it and started multiple different replays on the various added difficulties, and it brought me back just to the, the Naughty Dog games from the last generation that I loved so much, and I... You know, I understand a lot of the controversy around it, and I wish it wasn't so vitriolic to talk about, but for me, it's the game of the year, one of my favorite games of the generation. I absolutely love it. Uh, amen. All right. Very good. Um, well, that's all I have for you guys, except for maybe one final award. Your favorite game you played in 2020 that didn't come out in 2020. Uh, mine will probably be Crusader Kings 2, maybe. Um, yeah. Put a lot of time in that. It's just it was free on Steam because it's old, and I wanted to play that before I even thought about buying three, and it definitely scratched that itch of that style of game. So I might go with that there. Yeah, nice little taste of what a PC paradox strategy game has. Uh, just a classic game, so I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, for me, I would probably. I'm I'm bouncing between a couple right now. Did I play? Hold on. Did I play Mario Odyssey this year? I'd yes, probably go with that over. Did, you? I don't remember if it was yeah, this year or that's, last year. Well, that's that's well deserved. You want to tell you want to tell us why? Uh, it's good. Oh. Okay. It came at a time where I wasn't really enjoying playing video games, and I really enjoyed playing that one, and. Um, you know, a classic Mario game that just is full of joy and it definitely should be played by everyone. Cool. Uh, Brian, any thoughts from you? Uh, I'm going to say Modern Warfare 2. There you go. All right. Cool. Any reason? Nostalgia? I just think it's one of the best first-person shooter game, uh, campaigns of all time and have a lot of nostalgia for it. And it was great to revisit it and platinum it. Captain Very Price. Very good. All right, well, my 
I, I'm, I've got a couple, actually. First of all, Hotline Miami. What an awesome game. Uh, probably my favorite Platinum of 2020. Mm, you know, that and Final Fantasy VII, probably. But uh, just a really, really fun, hectic game. Uh, Brian, you definitely should go back and Platinum that as well. Yeah, the other two for me would be World of Warcraft, which you heard much about my, my relapse into that game, and uh, and Mountain Blade Warband, the most recent one. Uh, a really fun PC game with really fun mods where I've been able to uh, finally play a good Game of Thrones RPG thanks to that. So shout out to those three games. But uh, I think that's all we got for this year. Uh, so I will... See you guys in the next year, and uh, wow, you know, yeah. Starting in January, we'll That's have true. a we'll have some more games to talk about, and uh, start playing to see what our game of the year twenty twenty one is. Yes, sir. Uh, well, it was a good year for games, and I'm sure for the rest of it, we'll be happy to hopefully leave some of it in twenty twenty if we can. And uh, here's to the future being brighter. And any closing thoughts, guys? No, I think he summed it up well. I was just yawning. <laughs> um, All right. Stop adding anime sword characters to Smash. Yeah. Well, yes. Are there any like additional characters they're even adding? Yeah, and like three more, I think. Two or three more in this this pack. Counting the then then the Fire Emblem free mandatory DLC pack is going to come out mandatory. later to add. <laughs> Every character that's ever been in Fire Emblem. Um, there's going to be about 2,000 Fire Emblem characters and about 30 non-Fire Emblem characters. So It's a good balance. Uh, it'll be a rare treat to, to, to get it. Yeah, to get like a Zelda or Pokemon or Mario character. That'll be, that'll be nice. Well, uh, Nick, until next year, where can they find us? They can find us on Twitter, at PseudoLittleCast. They can find us on Instagram, at PseudoLittlePod, and they can find us on YouTube to listen to our episodes on there as well. Be sure to uh, share, rate, review, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Tell your friends. Well, uh, I'll see you guys later. Nice talking to you. Good game of the year list, everybody. GG. Uh, yeah, GG. G-G-O-T-Y. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye.